Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Can narcissists have empathy? Because I thought all the narcissists lack empathy. It's impossible for them to have empathy. Well, I want to dive in today and talk about the three types of empathy. If you didn't know, there's three types of empathy. And typically one type of empathy that the narcissist can use and they end up using oftentimes to manipulate you. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. That's what Raw Motivations is built for, to help people understand about narcissistic abuse, how it's real, how it's destructive, how it damages a lot of people's lives, and to be able to help people start to heal from it. As a result, we drop nuggets of truth every single day on all the social media platforms. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, also Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify for the podcast. Everything is under Raw Motivations. If you want to hear from the Weiss perspective, check out our new podcast called Trauma, Drama, and Life. You can get on Apple Podcasts and be able to see a little bit of the insight that we have in our own marriage and the stuff that's happened in the past, and also some questions and answers that we're giving back to people um, just as a heads up of this is what's happened, this is what we've gone through, this is what it's like dealing with the narcissist, different things like that. So feel free to be able to check that out. If you haven't already engaged with the NARC app, would like you to go to narcapp.com. There's a link down below, but it's narcapp.com to be able to check out the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community. Community of like-minded people to help you heal, grow, and change. To get in there and get advice, take courses, do challenges, work on different aspects to move forward in the healing process into a growth mindset. We come every single week with weekly lives that we engage and try to help people move forward and sometimes challenges or different exposure, to different people, different concepts. And then also on monthly Zoom calls that we have group coaching that you can engage with as well with people from all across the country and the globe to help you in that process of understanding and growth. So feel free to be able to check that out. Last off, I'll just show you real quick. We do have the journal that just came out recently. It's called From Fantasy to Reality. It's on Amazon. And this is a journal with prompts. There's over 100 prompts in it to help you start thinking through the fantasy, the crazy making of being with a narcissist, and to start questioning yourself of like, what do I actually believe? What's actually real? What's actually right? A lot of people have been saying it's been really helpful in their healing journey. So feel free to check that out. So when we're talking about empathy and we're talking about narcissists, we know that normally those don't go together at all. They're extreme opposite. They don't have it. They're incapable. It's impossible. Well, when you read the DSM-5, it says when we're talking about empathy that a narcissist lacks empathy, is unwilling to recognize or identify with the feelings and needs of others. Because there is an aspect that narcissists actually can engage with empathy. And we're going to talk about what type of empathy they can engage with. But before we get to that, I want to give you an illustration. In a way that a narcissist might have empathy and not want to engage with it is the idea of understanding what they did is wrong and understanding what they'd have to do to be able to fix it and how that's going to affect them. Better example, I do something that is wrong, that hurts my wife. And she's sitting over on the couch and she's distraught, she's upset, she's crying because what I just confessed or what I just said hurt her. 
So she's over there crying. I'm standing here. I'm looking at her cry. And in my mind, I'm like, hey, the right thing would be to go over, apologize, give her a hug, say I'm sorry. You'll be there for her because I just did something that was hurtful to her. The thing is, if I went across the room and I engaged in that, it would actually validate that her feelings are valid, which they are. If I go across the room and I validate her feelings, then it also means that the reason why she's upset, me and what I did, is also valid as well, which in turn comes back to the aspect that I did something wrong, which activates shame, which activates guilt and goes against the mask that I already have that I'm a good person. So therefore, I can't engage. Therefore, it would be too hard to go through that process and actually admit that I'm wrong and actually deal with the guilt and the shame that I have. You see, there's narcissists that do have a level of empathy, but they refuse to show it because of the aspect of ego death. I would, my ego would actually have to, have to swallow my ego. That ego would actually have to die for me to be able to interact with her and to be able to admit that it did something wrong. A lot of times when we're talking about empathy, you know, we talk about the aspect of empathy being understanding, connecting, sharing feelings with another person, sharing experiences of like, hey, I feel that too. Well, right off the bat, narcissists typically don't share, especially not people, especially not feelings, especially not emotion, especially not empathy. Okay. Anyways, we're going to dive in three types of empathy and we're going to talk through them really quick. Okay. First type of empathy is cognitive empathy. A cognitive empathy is more of the understanding of how a person feels. This would be looking at someone like understanding, like I could see that they're thinking that. I could see that they're going through that. I can understand that. I can logically or mentally process like they are upset because of X, Y, and Z. But that's all it is. It's just an understanding and it's going to the aspects of what they might be thinking, what they might be going through. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Okay. People that understand cognitive empathy can end up communicating in a way that the other person can understand because they're typically like, well, let me phrase it this way because I can see what you're going through or I can understand what's happening. They might not have any feelings about it, but the cognitive empathy of understanding of having a, even times a logical guess of like, if that happened, I would imagine they'd probably be upset. Like that's some of the cognitive empathy piece. The second one is the idea of emotional empathy. Okay, otherwise termed as effective empathy. And this one, we talk through the idea of it's the ability to share the feelings of another person. So like that happened, I understand that it happened, and I actually have that empathy. I actually have those feelings that I can be able to share with you of like, man, yeah, that really sucks too. I feel that because I've experienced that, or I feel that because I can put myself in your shoes and understand how that would feel. Gosh, that really sucks. That really feels bad. Okay, so there's that aspect of the emotional empathy. This is where a lot of times you get emotional connection that's built because there's feelings that are actually shared. There's, there's similar circumstances that the person goes through or puts themselves in that makes it feel like an emotional connection because those feelings are actually shared. 
And the second one, I mean, the third one that we have is the aspect of compassion empathy. So cognitive, emotional, and compassionate. When we're talking about compassionate. Another aspect is empathic concern. That's another like word for it at times, okay? Compassion empathy goes beyond just the understanding of it and beyond the feeling, that emotional connectedness of it, and it's moved to take action to help however possible. Now, this is not just the person that's like, well, hey, let's throw money at it. Let's fix it. Or just like stop crying. You know, those kind of things. That's not what we're talking about. Where they're bringing in already the thought process of like, hey, I can understand this is what's happening. And I can actually feel like that would suck to be in that situation. Like I can put those two together. And as I put those two together, then it's like, okay, let me go ahead and engage with however I need to engage to be able to help this person work through it or be able to give them support or take action, whatever it might be. So when we're talking about narcissists, putting themselves in another person's shoe, the emotional empathy and feeling those feelings don't really happen. Like they don't connect, they don't transform, like anything like that. And the compassion empathy isn't really there because you can't feel what the other person's feeling that a lot of times it's like trying to fix, uh, trying to fix a glass with a hammer. Like this is how I fix you. And it doesn't really do anything. Okay. It just destroys even more. The one aspect that narcissists can actually engage with at times, and you see this sometimes maliciously and sometimes just effectively at the beginning of the relationship, is cognitive empathy. Getting to the place where logically you can understand, hey, if you stub your toe on the door frame, that probably hurts because I've also done it. Do I feel anything about it? No. But logically, I might know that might have hurt. That's kind of like my illustration of it. The thing is, narcissists can end up using cognitive empathy to be able to manipulate you more. Sometimes they'll manipulate you to the place where they use your own empathy to end up being manipulative as well. Of let me do this, let me explain this, let me put myself out there so that you have empathy towards me and have to deal with me and you think that you can fix me or whatever it might be, but use your empathy to be able to leverage Oftentimes at the beginning of the relationship, when we're talking about love bombing and all that stuff at the very beginning, you'll see aspects of the narcissist having cognitive empathy to be able to try to connect. But the emotion piece of actually the feelings there typically isn't there at all. When we're talking about narcissists and empathy, sometimes people don't realize that narcissists will leverage fake vulnerability to be able to access your empathy as a victim. So when a narcissist is bringing up a very traumatic thing or something that seems extremely vulnerable, take a moment and kind of question, is this vulnerability in the moment of, hey, this is what I'm working through currently. This is the how I feel today. This is what I need to be honest about in this moment. This is how I feel. Are they being honest in the moment, vulnerable in the moment, or is it all vulnerability in the past? You see, when you have vulnerability in the past, for a narcissist, a lot of times that's fake vulnerability. Is let me show, maybe these things did happen, but let me show all this stuff that shows me being really vulnerable so that you think I'm actually vulnerable. But if it's not in the present, it's not really that true in the vulnerability aspect. The other thing is narcissists a lot of times will mimic your empathy. They'll see how you respond. They'll see how you interact to them or to other people. And then they think, okay, let me do that. Let me appear sad. Let me cry. Let me, you know, X, Y, and Z. They'll mimic different aspects that you do in order to look more human, in order to look like someone who actually has empathy, who actually engages with empathy. So what we go over today is three types of empathy. You have cognitive empathy, emotional empathy, and compassion empathy, each one kind of stepping it up a notch. For me, I engage with pretty much everybody on cognitive empathy. The emotional piece of connecting those feelings 
isn't something that is automatic and isn't something that is always there. It's something that I'm trying to learn and trying to work on, but a lot of times it's fairly impossible to have that automatically pick up. The cognitive empathy is what I engage with the people to understand, hey, this is how you feel. I get that's how you feel. Let me understand that. But it doesn't necessarily hit on the heartstrings of like this part of empathy. Hopefully that makes sense. Thanks for watching today. Y'all have a great day and we'll see you next time.